What's up, everybody? It is July 20th, 2018. I'd like to welcome you to episode 6 of the Tech Audit TV podcast. My name is Brandon Hassler, and with me is my bro who is always in the know, Matt Hassler. How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Do you remember the last time we recorded? You just ignored my how are you. <laughs> I'm offended. Maybe I'll get to that. Okay. But I'm doing great. So you're going to tell me how... Okay. No, no, no. That's fair Maybe enough. I'll tell you in story you form. Tell me, yeah. I like that. That's Do okay. you remember the last time we recorded? Um, Can you guess the date? It's been like a month, right? Over? At least. At least? Yep. Well... Have you explained everyone why? Do they understand what's been going on? That's what I'm going to get to. Okay. Let's talk about that just a little bit. (laughs) May 10th is the last time we recorded. And then the episode uh, didn't publish until my birthday, May 30th. Sorry, May 13th, three days later. So it's been a little over two months since we've last chatted about the, the world of technology and uh, yeah, it's really good to be back. Really good to be back. We just got to do an extra long episode to make up for it. Yeah. It's that simple. Well, we've got lots of good stuff. No excuses now. But yeah, it's been over two months. Uh, it's been crazy. Obviously, uh, some of the big factors. April, I had a my second child, which our last recording, she had just, uh, she was just about to turn one month. So still in the phase of just sleeping 24 hours a day. It doesn't really feel like you even have a second kid. Then she started being awake and there's that. And then I also sold and moved into a, sold my house, moved into a new one that has sucked a lot of my time and attention. Uh, and that also has affected greatly the tech audit TV YouTube channel because I did have a little, uh, home studio kind of set up for videos, but that was all packed away, closing issues, all that stuff. So now I've got an unfinished basement that I'm uh, slowly turning into a uh, usable studio. So I should be back in Adam very soon with the Tech Audit TV YouTube videos. But in the meantime, we're at the Stone Sheba right here in downtown Provo. And the Stone Sheba is always open for business. No excuses at the Stone Sheba. And uh, actually... It's not the Stone Shiba. Open for business, it's not always open. It's about but to be. Like spiritually, it's always here. It's a community project is what it's turning into. Yeah. Tell us about the Stone Shiba. Well, so the idea behind this was, and I've had it for like three, four years now. It's a little space, like uh, I don't know what, ten foot wide by twenty. Um, it basically used to be a kiosk for an ATM, and I peeked in here one day and it looked like a stage to me. I could just see it. I had a vision, if you will. Um, and I wanted to throw up a camera and just, uh, well, so have that streaming 24 seven, put a piano in here, some guitars, and it was going to be just, you roll in here and you can play music and it was going to stream on YouTube 24 seven. The hiccup came when we tried to install uh, high speed internet and it was going to be impossible to do. And so then over the next year or so I, just kind of used it as an office while we worked on getting the high, high speed internet in. We do have that in now, but in between then we had to figure out a way to use it in a way where we didn't have to be streaming live. And that's where the podcasts and the idea of creating videos in here started, went well. Uh, and then we, and then I started remodeling and of course it's an older, smaller place. So that had its hiccups. And so it's just kind of turned into this project that's gone on and on but um we finally got the logo up on the outside people are aware of it and just yesterday weirdly i posted a video of me drawing the logo 
If you go to the Stone Sheba on Instagram, just look up the Stone Sheba. We'll have the website up soon. Right now, it just links back to Instagram. But there's a web, there's a hyperlapse of me drawing the logo. And weirdly, just off of that, I got like five, five or six people instantly contacting me, asking me if they could get involved because my gut feeling was that there's, uh, you know, people, especially in their communities, want to be able to connect with people who do other things uh, that are similar to them and they can help them creating it because not everybody has the ability to create content, record the content, edit the content. Um, you know, some people just want to edit. Some people want to create. Some people want to um, be a hype man. I mean, that's the ultimate dream, right? Oh, yeah. Be a hype man. You imagine that's all that? you have to Can do. you imagine being a hype man for like Floyd Mayweather? Yep, be Does a good get job. any better than that? Nope. You roll around with Floyd and hype him up. Talk yep. about how much money he has in his backpack. <laughs> like your only job is to make sure you say it's four times as much as it actually is. Yep. That's so anyway, who knows? We can get some hype men in here. That's right. But that's what's going on. And, uh, and it's, so it's starting to pick up and, um, well, and I would imagine, I would imagine there's a lot of people who that they listen to podcasts or they watch YouTube videos and they've always thought like, ah, oh, man, I've got this idea. I'd love to do a podcast about this, whether it's something small and local or, or it's a huge audience, um, or it's yeah videos, but then yeah, it always comes down to, I got to get the equipment and then I don't know what equipment works. Seems like this is the place where you can come and kind of join a network of other creators, the, the equipment here or bring your own equipment, whatever. Se- seems like you're kind of open for, well, it's very moldable right now. One of the right big now. things is like, uh, especially for people locally here, you don't have to be local though. There's obviously a lot of stuff that this can, that can be done here. Um, whether you're local or not. Um, but no judgment, basically. Like, you know, I think that's what the spirit of YouTube, what has made YouTube what it is, is that, um, yeah, there's some negative comments on there. But for the most part, people are supportive of other people making good content. Really, it's only when people make crap content on purpose, like clickbait type stuff that people get mad. But generally speaking, if someone's trying, nobody cares if they're learning and they're not perfect at it. They, they tend to kind of group together and help each other because it's basically the anti you know, establishment, uh, you could argue it's becoming that, but that's what it was at least, you know, and, and I still think it is. And so I, it's kind of that same attitude of like, look, I don't care. And, and, and the people that are getting involved in this don't care if you have any experience doing anything, if you're interested in learning basics can be learned. And again, there's a lot of people that are very talented in a certain area, but still need to be connected to other people with other skill sets for their talents to shine. And that's where this can come about i've met with a couple people who had really cool youtube ideas that i i'm not aware of anything doing anybody doing what they're talking about doing and they've had these ideas for a while and i'm like man like the one idea i won't say it yet because i don't want to give away his like concept because it was pretty original i was like man that could you could do that in tech and everything and uh yet he just hasn't had the support he's working you know 45 hours a week to support himself so he just hasn't been able to do it. And, uh, you know, this is going to give him that opportunity to do it. So I like it. So the stonesheba.com or you can check him out on Insta. Yeah. Just at the stonesheba. Stonesheba.com. Hopefully we have that up. Brandon Hassler promised me he'd help me with that. Cause I'm yes. Web, I'm website illiterate. More to come after the show. I'm opening a Diet Pepsi, everybody. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Brought to you by Ray Charles. Ooh, he looks good. like uh, the guy on Married Ray, with Children. Ray Charles is on my can. Wow. The guy from Married with Children. Uh, what's Al his Bundy? name? 
No, well, is that his name? The guy, and he's on Modern Family. Married with Children. Are you thinking of a different show, Jamie Foxx? Married with Children, right? Love oh, and yeah. Marriage. Yeah, the guy that plays Al Bundy? Marriage. You think you think Ray Charles looks like Al Bundy? No. The guy, what's his name? It's, um... The guy that lives in Salt Lake? No, that's Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell, yeah. But he's the old man. Um, oh, yeah, Al Bundy. Is the character's name you're yeah. saying? Yes. Al Bundy in Modern Family, though. Old man. I don't know. Have you watched Modern Family? That's a bold call right there. Maybe. That Ray Charles. Maybe it's just this can. It could be. Maybe just on the... I would just say a generally glance. speaking, no. Just a glance. Okay, well... So yeah, we're at the uh, we're at the Stone Sheba, the No Judge Zone, but we're about to step inside the No Spin Zone with Tech Audit TV. Just Whoa, kidding. Be careful now. <laughs> it's all spin here. It's all spin. It's all you're gonna get. The first thing we're gonna be spinning up since we've last chatted, and this was big for me personally. At least I was excited going into it. Android messages finally uh, on web. It's not quite desktop like iMessage, but it's web. Do you use or have you used? Android messages for web. I've used it. Yes. Do you use it regularly or is it like a one time? Well, so, you know, I'm not as much of a, you're not on desktop all day, regularly sit on a desktop all day, which is why I tend to use Chromebooks. Um, because I can just pop them open. And if I leave one at one of my restaurants or something, I don't have to worry about someone busting into it and I can let other people use it easily, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, my whole spiel, I'm a big fan of it while recognizing it is not practical for power users yet. Um, although you've heard, about the whole Linux thing, right? Uh, yes. That it's fully Google supported. Um, it's now available on like five different Chromebooks. That um, is a big step. What's it called? Crustini or something like that? It's got a funky name. I don't remember. But yeah, there's like five different Chromebooks right now that are actively using, uh, allowing you to run Linux in a, you know, a closed off window, whatever. Which mm-hmm. is cool because for podcasting, like the ability to get Audacity, yep, that would be huge. That is nice. As far as an afford, uh, sorry, we're we're gonna get back to the messages, but that was something we weren't planning on talking about. But that's there's these little tiny niche things that people don't understand why these are such a big deal. When you talk about being able to create the ability to have Linux running on a Chromebook, you know where they're so affordable and mm-hmm. and, and just so easy to use and keep up. Audacity alone, that's going to change everything because it's a free program still. Yeah. So anyway, that's a pretty big deal. But uh, yeah, I've used it. And weirdly, what stands out to me about it was that nothing stood out to me about it. It was a seamless, for me at least, I used the QR code. Is that the only way to bring it up? Yep. I used the QR code. It worked and it just worked. Yeah. I don't know. It It is. Yeah. It's super smooth. You just type in android.messages.com. Or sorry, uh, other way around, messages.android.com, and uh, you open up your messages app. So I, I have to relook at this. Samsung obviously has their own messenger, but you can download Android, like the stock version of Messenger. So I think you have to use Android's Messenger versus uh, Samsung's built-in, uh, pending some I w- I someone proving so. me wrong. Yeah. But well, I'm sure you could use. I'm sure you could use a third-party app to connect the two but i can't imagine why you would some point, yeah why would you like yeah but the, the annoying thing so it uses the qr code you just hold it up it's instant suddenly your whole uh, web screen turns into a giant simple uh, minimalistic version of messages and you can still do gifs 
Uh, you can still do emojis, uh, upload photos from your desktop. So it's, it's very much like uh, how it is on your phone. The annoying thing is, is if you go to another computer, you have to, like it, it can only work on one browser, one computer at a time. And even if you're switching between browsers, like even Chrome browsers um, within the same desktop, you have to like re-verify. So you have to like pick one window and just make that. that. Um, and the reason is, is because it's not tied. So the, the, so the big complaint people have is iMessages, for example, is tied to an Apple account. It's tied to your, uh, your, your iCloud account. I believe it's iCloud, what it's called. And so that follows you everywhere. So it's just on your desktop, like you never have to re-log in. It pops up even if you don't have that tab open, which that's really nice. Hopefully we can get to that point. Uh, because Android Messages isn't associated with your Google account, it's associated with a phone number. That's why they keep making you uh, sign in. It'd be nice if they like, and they're not encrypted like iMessages are. So they still have a ways to go. And I know Google is planning on doing a lot of stuff. This was just kind of their first step towards uh, this whole thing they're calling chat, where they're just kind of revamping the whole messaging platform, trying to get to one ultimate solution. Uh, but yeah, it's better than nothing, because I've been looking at different, because I am on a desktop all day long, and so I've been looking at Facebook Messenger, uh, as well as um, uh, WhatsApp, which are two big platforms. And Facebook Messenger, unfortunately, you can, you can do SMS within Facebook Messenger on a phone, but you cannot do it on a laptop. So... And, and same with WhatsApp. I was hoping WhatsApp would be the same where I could like do SMS on both my phone and my desktop. I know there are some like third party paid applications that do workarounds, but it was nice to see a like native solution for Android Messenger. So if you do have an Android phone and you were not aware of that, now you are and hopefully your life got a little bit easier. Um, and the other thing I thought was interesting that has come out since we... Um, have uh, did our last podcast was IGTV. Do you? Uh, I'm sure you heard about it and probably checked it out. Yeah. And have you found yourself going back religiously to IGTV? No, and and I don't know if that's just because I don't have the time. But um, do you watch YouTube videos still? Yeah. See, I'm just so ingrained in YouTube. Like, YouTube's just. This is the uh, big know, YouTube competitor. I, see, and I just don't see that. I don't even see that for a second. Yep. Like, not even for a second. It's uh, it's interesting. They kind of po poised it. Is that the word? Uh, or posed it? I don't know. It's poised to become a, a, a YouTube competitor. And, uh, you know, obviously the big niche is its vertical format. Uh, you know, it supports 4K and supposedly monetization options are coming on. Yeah. We have Facebook watch, which launched a little while ago because you know, Facebook's talking about how it's going to be video first, which I really haven't seen happen yet. Right. And Facebook watch was only open to like more premium creators, like, you know, current TV celebrities, pre-approved shows. It wasn't like YouTube where anyone can start creating content. It looks like they're taking that approach with Instagram where anybody can just start uploading long, long form content. I believe that the limit is one hour. Uh, and you watch vertical format, but I don't know if people want to watch a vertical video for a full hour. Like if I'm going to watch a, an in-depth review of a new product or a, a documentary on something or, uh, some discussion, I want to watch it wide. And I feel like as much as the quote, as much as the TV is dead, I feel like the TV 
when people say TVs are dead, it's not the hardware is dead. It's they're talking about cable. And now that you have like YouTube becoming so accessible uh, on these like smarter TVs and people are getting Chromecast and Apple TV, if it's, you know, if it's a like, I do most of my YouTube watching on a TV. I just go home. Yeah, so do I. And, you know, you have the your Netflix app, you have your TV app, you have your uh, YouTube app, and yeah, you can fast forward and all that stuff. And uh, I feel like Instagram, I mean, I guess you can't launch an, an IGTV app on everyone's horizontal TVs. But the problem was when I logged on, I was excited to see how it was. All Instagram has become is uh, everyone's re-uploaded YouTube videos right. cropped down to a vertical format. It feels very claustrophobic because you can tell it was not made with vertical in mind. It was just like, oh, yeah, I got all my videos. Now I'm just going to upload them here and people are going to stumble upon them and watch, which may be true, but it's not really like from Instagram's point of view, like that first impression is everything. Uh, they should have made it like there just wasn't enough content that was worth watching when they announced it. And I feel like IGTV has one of two destinies. First, it could either go the direction where it just becomes a graveyard of re-uploaded YouTube videos, mm-hmm. uh, or it becomes a complementary network to YouTube. I don't ever see it taking over YouTube as the place for like long-form content. It could become the place where um, someone does like their main videos on YouTube, the super long form stuff. And then they do kind of the behind the scenes stuff, um, or how it was made on Instagram. But even then you have Instagram stories, which is yeah. perfect for that kind of See, stuff. I don't like Instagram stories though. I love stories. I do stories more than I, I do the actual they disappear. Like, because for the people who are trying, and I think it's a very healthy thing becoming a bit of a fad to, uh, to cut off, you know, your constant usage or time, like, okay, I'm going to check those every three days, right? Mm-hmm. I might not see anything, you know, so I'm going to miss them. Yeah. So I, so I get why they're doing it. It's because Forces their to... goal is to addict you to this. But the problem yeah. is more and more of us are getting that and are fighting against it and saying like, we get what you're doing and you're doing it on purpose. And if you refuse to cater to us and allow us to live real lives and be connected to the real world and also still consume our content mm-hmm. when we want to, we will reject you. And YouTube allows that, which is why I think YouTube's going to be, it's going to continue to flourish because despite any missteps they make, they are, it's an amazing search. I use it like I use Google search and it is the, still the second biggest search. Is it not? Uh, like, YouTube? Yeah. Behind Google. So here's what I see IGTV becoming potentially is where you would follow a uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of someone. Someone like The Rock, okay? The Rock's probably not going to become a YouTube guy anytime soon. You know what I mean? He doesn't have time. Like, anything that's professional and, and takes the, like, really good content, he's obviously putting that stuff in theaters and making hundreds of millions of dollars on it. Yeah. But Instagram, he's, like, prolific on Instagram. It, you know, his six, wake up at 6 a.m. And who doesn't want to watch The Rock it's run like on behind a the scenes. Right? Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are. There's some weird part of you that's like, ah, it's The Rock. Who doesn't mm-hmm. like The Rock? Somebody, but I don't know. That person's got problems. Um, and so if, now if you really like The Rock and you want to see all, you know, you wanna, you're obsessed with that uh, person. So, so I guess the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically people who are like stars 
already outside of social media. Mm-hmm. I, I see this as a as another way for them to connect personally with their hardcore fans. And so I could see it being a huge thing for them. Do I see... You're saying Instagram or IGTV? IGTV specifically. Instagram already does that. And I just see IGTV as being as a way to for them to double down on. But like what would The Rock do, for example, with IGTV that he couldn't already do with short form videos and stories? For instance, I get that when you're talking about someone like The Rock, he doesn't need the money necessarily. Yeah. But these guys are also very good at realizing why not make money? Yeah. Well, if his posts are already being viewed and liked millions of times, you know what I mean? Uh, Why not have those videos be something that are searchable? Maybe he puts a little more thought into the videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that gets viewed millions and millions and millions of times and he's making money for it, you know? And I could see myself following someone like, uh, you know, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. I could see myself following and, and, and looking forward to Springsteen pulling out his phone, you know, and, and, and catching a minute or two, playing a song that he just releases on there. Think how many of his fans would flock over just to see it on there. And if it's mon- if he can monetize it, like, it, so I'm sure there's going to be individuals who become stars from it. I'm just saying, I don't see the overall potential that, uh, that YouTube has it's like it could be it could even be a launching pad because it is kind of hard to get popular on YouTube mm-hmm. by just busting out your phone because yep. you're compared to Casey Neistat's whose every video looks freaking amazing and you feel silly putting out any content next to his. Um, IGTV could be a good launching pad for somebody. Yep. Start making good content. with. I just don't see if anything. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it just kind of whittling away a certain aspect of YouTube. But I frankly think that would make YouTube better. Like, I think if it takes those people away from YouTube, that just strengthens YouTube, makes it less cluttered. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's like, okay, we got Vimeo for high-end, uh, you know, uh, documentaries, stuff like that, which I really hope Vimeo figures out a way to get more eyeballs because that's one of the more underrated services that exists. I love Vimeo. Yeah, Vimeo is nice. I feel like it's definitely business like they're focused on there's a lot of business but there's a lot of short films you can just go in there and watch movies yeah some of them are good like it's a different approach i think they don't like being compared to youtube because youtube is just like just a ginormous database of user contributed whereas theirs is more like yeah it's like for businesses it's nice like if you have the money to pay for a vimeo account now you're getting like nice quality video like it's hosted there's not you know suggested videos popping up there's not ads that are part of it uh, it's a great hosting solution, but yeah, yeah. Vimeo's YouTube's always going to be in that sweet middle spot though of high quality content that's that's slightly longer form. I don't like one minute videos. Like, you know, I mean, what happened to? I, I could see potentially IGTV ending up becoming what Vine became for YouTube, which is compilation videos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't know. I could be wrong, and I don't think it's bad. I think I think it'll be successful, and I think it will have its own niche. I just think the idea of comparing it to YouTube is a bit silly. Like, not a little bit silly. I think it's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I think IGTV is going to do way better than Facebook Watch. It's much more accessible uh, in terms of the app, uh, whereas Facebook tries to break everything into its own app, even though technically IGTV does have its own dedicated app if you want that. But yeah, you're never going to compete with YouTube's uh, search abilities and just YouTube's reach. And so... uh, I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's going to be more of a complimentary network versus a uh, an actual competitor. I don't think YouTube's over there 
in a Mountain View sweating I, bullets. Do you mind if I skip to one, like take one of my app? I have, a, I have three apps of the week. Do you mind if I do one now? Let's do because it. Because it would work in. Yes. Because what I think they could do, have you ever heard of Anchor? Familiar with Anchor? Yes. So I've heard people make this comparison and I think it sounds, I like it. it it's this idea that there's somewhere out there, someone's going to make like the Twitter of audio. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Anchor, I think, is slowly positioning themselves to be that. I just don't know if Anchor's ever going to get that mass audience because we there's so many social media outlets that it's just kind of like, it's just tough. You know what yep. I mean? Even if you're Snapchat, you can be dethroned all of a sudden by Instagram just adding that feature. Yeah. So I can see Instagram adding something like that because it's like, if I'm, if I'm already on there, um, there's a lot of people who don't want to film themselves, but they might have something to say. And I think if IGTV could even take an element of that, where mm -hmm. it's like maybe part of it is audio. So it's almost like think, think of mini podcasts. So these are just, you know, that would be the home for the one to five minute blurb where you're not typing it out. You're also not filming yourself. You're just going on a little bit of a rant and then people can respond with their audio responses mm -hmm. and it becomes a pod, like, like a verbal, like a audio discussion. I could see, like, I think something like that could actually really work as yep. part of Instagram. I could see Instagram, like, and if anyone could pull it off, it would be Instagram or Twitter. Um, but like Instagram has the edge. I kind of hope one of them, like, buys Anchor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to see Anchor succeed. I guess preference number one would be to see Anchor succeed on its own. But if not, I hope they don't go away because they've come up, their solution gets better every time I log on. It's click and record a podcast. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every single major podcast platform has the worst search. Uh, you you have to know you have to be looking for something specific. It's not great for browsing, um, including the new Google one, which another including app, the new Google another one. Another app of the week I'd like to talk about. Yes, uh, well, let's talk about Sorry. that. Uh, that that is that is yeah, right here along the conversation. Well, what do you think about it? I like it. Uh, I, I seem to have a harder time. I've noticed. I've, so I've been listening to way more podcasts lately. I've been trying to like subscribe. I do like the, the initial layout of being able to see the thumbnail of all the different podcasts. It then categories like here's the new episodes since you've last been on. Here's the ones that you're in progress downloads. Like it's organized. Awesome. I have noticed that when I start playing an episode and then I close out and I, uh, you know, turn off my phone, there's not really like, away like usually it'll like be on the lock screen or you can like quickly swipe down and like the play and stop yeah it's like hit and miss like maybe i'm doing something weird but many times i'll have to like go into the podcast and then click on it and then pause it or then right. skip uh whereas i never had that issue with google play so that could just be like a glitch that will be updated obviously it's a new app but for the i mean aside from that the layout is uh pretty intuitive and uh, I'm a, I'm a fan. I mean, I it's nice having a dedicated. I app feel like to it podcasts. always starts out intuitive, and then the longer I use it in session, like every time I close it out, start over, I feel like oh, this is great. Weirdly, like once you're using it, it's so hard to get back to the homepage of of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And like it's like it, I, I finally figured it out. It's a tiny little link up in the top corner, the most unobvious spot to click on there. And that doesn't even. I feel like that doesn't even always take me where I'm supposed to go. I'm sure. It, I'm sure there is like an actual rhyme or rhythm to it it's not intuitive though yeah. um and then like finding comparable like I, I feel like it doesn't intuitively i know there is a screen that shows me similar uh podcasts but the fact that i can't just always quickly find it is weird 
Um, what else? Okay, but I'll tell you what I love about it, and and I don't know how this hasn't been pointed out as a bigger feature because it's so rare, is you can speed the podcast up up to two times by like one, two, three, one time. It's a 1.1, two, three, four, five. So most, if you're, if you can even get like sped up audio, it's usually in increments of like half or quarters. Mm-hmm. This is for me, at least I'm not aware. Maybe this exists on other apps. I'm just not aware of them, especially a big one like Google that allows you to speed it up that like, uh, incrementally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like audible lets you do like one point. Actually audible now is pretty, I think you can scale up and down, but it used to just be like time and a half or double. They have made theirs a little better. Uh, YouTube still only lets you do like 1.25, 1.5 and then two, which 1.5 to two now is a pretty I big think difference. They've gone up. Cause I was just skipping a YouTube video the other day. You had more options. No, I, I swear I had like 1.75. Maybe yeah, I usually watch on desktop yeah. when I'm not on TV. So that's probably why. Which let I me, don't, let me pull don't up a little baby changes. bum video because that's all it recommends for me now. But I use uh, like a lot of times I listen to stuff on YouTube and I love that I can close it out and do audio only so I'm not streaming the video. Uh huh. Um, which it, it's just interesting to see where they're going to go with this all because there's no reason YouTube itself can't just become everything. YouTube Music is already out, and there's and they've already said Google Play Music will slowly turn over to YouTube Music. And YouTube mm-hmm. Music does the same thing. It's 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 your music app, but you can watch videos. But instead of having to video by video turn it off, you can just click one button at the top, audio only. Um, it's very cool. I just wonder if they if if their end game is to have it all in one. Yep. Um, which I don't see why they couldn't just have different screens, kind of like they had in Google Play. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I'm seeing a normal 1.25, 1.5, and two. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay, so yeah. there was no 1.75. Yeah, so the fact that you can go by ones, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, all the way up to two, is very cool. Because every every person, I've listened to, there's some podcasts, it hit me the other day, there's one I listened to at 1.8, and I, and the guy still talks kind of slow. <laughs> I like his content, but he literally at one, I, I want to blow my brains out. It's that slow. So sometimes you have to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have used it sometimes, but it depends, I guess. Depends when I'm listening. If I'm going to sleep, maybe I like a little slow, but if I'm uh, on a short drive and I want to consume lots of info, then there there are some guys, though, you can you almost have to slow them down because they go so fast. Yeah, it depends on how dumb the listener is and how smart the speaker is. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I like that they let you, that, 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 that it's so dialed in. You know what I mean? Yep. You have so many options. It's great. Well, speaking of Google, this wouldn't be a tech audit TV if we didn't talk Pixel. A lot of stuff has come out since. I did a video, man, probably just like shortly after, um, just like a month or two after the Pixel 2 came out with just hardly any details. There's been a lot of details that have come out um, about the Pixel 3 devices. Uh, Let me. So I went through, uh, I did did a little research this last week, just kind of looking at uh, what are some of the new things that are pretty, uh, not can't say confirmed, but very, very likely. So since the two, since the Pixel 2, we know that Google has acquired the HTC smartphone team. So this will be their first flagship phone with that new team. So that'll be interesting. 
because HTC has done a good job historically at uh, putting out both good uh, hardware and software. Um, I guess that Google has the software part figured out, but the hardware I think is where the Pixel needs a little help uh, to kind of compete with the phones like the iPhone. And then you've got, uh, so from what I've seen, we have the Pixel 3, the there'll be a there'll be a Pixel 3 and a Pixel 3 XL. The Pixel 3 will have the bezels look very much like how the Pixel 2 XL is. So right now the Pixel 2, uh, just the normal one, still has like the thick bezels on the top and bottom. It looks like for the 3, they're going just like how the XL is from this from the you know leaks that we've seen. However, the Pixel 3 XL is gonna be very similar to how the iPhone X looks. Uh, and the notch has been pretty much confirmed yeah. for the, uh, this is only for the Pixel 3 XL version. So it's gonna go edge to edge, which right now the Pixel 2 XL does not go. So that'll be nice having edge to edge. Uh, it does have the Pixel. So what's weird is I still think the iPhone the iPhone is still the most like bezel-less phone I've seen, at least as far as like the flagship phones. There's been some off-brand ones that have. Yeah, Oppo made one that's just straight up bezel-less. Like, yeah, but uh, like Apple, at least like I noticed on the leaks, the the Pixel 3 XL goes all the way to the top, with the exception of the bezel, or sorry, with the exception of the notch. But then the bottom looks just like the Pixel 2 XL does, where they still have that black strip. The chin looks bigger, from what I understand, slightly. I mean, we're talking like millimeters. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Whereas, and maybe that's just because they're trying to get the dual. Uh, it'll have the dual firing speakers. I see. I don't think it'll have dual because the cameras are shoved into the notch. There's no way they can fit speakers and cameras, so it would only have a speaker. I read that maybe I was thinking. I don't, I mean, I'll have to re -look at I don't that. see how they could possibly fit that in there unless it's a tiny little strip up top. I know they'll both have dual front cameras, right. uh, the Pixel 3 and the Pixel 3 XL. Both will, and this was surprising to me, they'll have a single camera on the back, which I know Google brags about, like, you don't need to, like, we have sophisticated technology, but it seems like every time they bash on Apple, the next year they just go and do that thing. First it was the headphone jack, then they remove the headphone jack. Uh, what was it this well, right time now? They only have a single camera, don't they? Yeah, they do. But that, that, that's what they said this last, like on the pixel two, there's like, you only need one camera. Cause you know, 2017, everyone was getting dual cameras in the back right. and Google kind of dug its heels in the ground and says, no, you only need one. But because that was their jab this last year, I feel like, okay, now that just means that the, like whatever they make fun of an Apple in a conference, they end up just doing the next oh, so year. You're saying the three is going to have dual cameras. On the I, that's what I thought would happen, but it seems like from the leak, Google surprisingly is sticking to the single camera, which I think is fine. Like it takes great photos. Uh, it's arguably better than uh, the iPhone yep, 10. Most people consider it a better. Yeah, it's gotten a lot of uh, praise from a lot of, uh, uh, what do you want to call them, critics in the space. But um, the, um, the Pixel 3 will also have the Pixel 3 XL because it's so tall. Uh, it's likely to have an aspect ratio of uh, 19.9 edge to edge, like I said. And um, lots of hints that uh, based on the code that is in Android P beta, as well as uh, the fact that it's likely going to be a glass back and not metal like it is right now, uh, that they're going to have wireless charging mm -hmm. for the Pixel uh, 3. I don't know if that's just the XL or if that'll be both. It'll probably be both. What's your thoughts on wireless charging? Is it a... Is it a game changer for you or is it just a I nice think, bell and whistle? Yeah, I think it's one of those things that 
that's I'm sure there's a subgroup of people who that's a big big deal to. Um, it's not for me. Like I can't really think of any reason. But like, let's say you're a person who is upset the headphone jack is gone because you can't charge and listen. Yep. Um, so you know now you can lay it on a charger. I don't know. It just seems like one extra thing to buy. And 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 I'm getting yep. frustrated at how expensive it is. But I have Bluetooth. So I don't need that. Yeah, for me, I don't see wireless charging being that big of a deal. I'd rather see, like, if I had to choose between that and and then bumping it up to, like, an IP68, like, more water resistant, I'd rather yep. see the water resistance. But I, I get why some people might want the... I say let's just focus on longer-lasting batteries. Yeah. Uh, that'd be nice. But, but, yeah, my argument against... I mean, I was never against. Obviously, wireless charging is... It's nice. It's not a bad thing, but the, the, you know, obviously, a lot of uh, a lot of smack talk on uh, YouTube uh, about uh, you know, iPhone has wireless charging, Pixel has this. My my reasoning has always been: well, at night when I'm charging my phone, I still want to use it. I don't want to like hold this platform right. while my phone's charging. And obviously, you could have the option of, I would assume, plugging into the wireless charger if you don't want to use the wireless. You can just charge. But then why buy the wireless at all? But lately I have noticed because I've been falling asleep to podcasts more often, I need to charge my phone because by the end of the day it's worn out. Um, and I have Bluetooth headphones, like some pretty nice ones, but they're not, they're comfortable to run in and everything, but they're not necessarily comfortable to sleep in. The Just the old school Apple earbuds are still like the most comfortable to wear in bed just because they fit in the ear really nicely. And I, and I plug in via my little adapter but if my adapter's in listening, then my phone's not charging. So I basically have to like now strategically plan like, oh, I'm going to bed in an hour or two. I need to charge my phone for at least another 20 minutes to get enough juice yeah. to, to get through the night. So that's where I could see it. Man, it would be nice if I, I mean, I guess the solution is just get comfortable Bluetooth headphones. Well, but, and they make ridiculous looking jacks that have both. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. charge in. But yeah, it is. It's annoying to have to buy extra stuff. But the Pixel Buds... I could also see it being awesome. convenient in a car if wireless charging, like just being able to Set put your down. foot down versus fiddle with trying to like get your charger and then unwind it from something and then try to find the port. I'd almost say, yeah, it'd be more advantageous. Yeah. The car would actually, I'd use that more than I would the, the at home. So with what you know about the pixel three and say it comes out today, will you buy it? See, I don't know if I will. I got to wait and see because I, I do feel like we've hit a point where, um, I mean, you know, I was a phone geek. Like I was all uh, for years. I was all about like the next phone coming out and the big, you know, oh, look at all the changes and this and that. And it's because they were changing so dramatically, so constantly. And now I just feel like we're at a point where the software and, and I think this favors Google. Um, the software matters more, mm -hmm. you know, I so. I'm just not, I'm weirdly not as concerned because I'm sure it'll be a nicer phone. I'm sure I'll be tempted because even the, no matter how much you're an Apple hater, the the 10 is a cool looking phone. It's a very cool looking phone. Yep. Um, is it cool enough to spend that kind of money on? I don't, like I just don't see the upgrade. I love the squeeze feature. I hope that stays. I don't know about you. I use that all the time. That's how I bring up the assistant almost always. I, I just use my voice most of the time, but oh. I noticed Bridget will, uh, my wife will so much use easier it all the time. Squeeze it than to say, 
Well, and I have like, I have a Google Home Mini in pretty much every room in my house. Yeah. So if I have something where I just need to like ask it, I'll just say it out loud. Yeah. And then it tells, but I'm sure it's going to backfire on me on one day because it's probably going to record. I mean, my, it's, this is, it's an interesting thing though, because what features matter to different people have, it just changes so much. You're in an office most of the day. Yeah. I I am literally in my truck driving between restaurants most of the day. So the ability to squeeze is just, I guess it shouldn't be easier since I'm driving. Well, driving, you just say it. Yeah, but it doesn't work as, it's not as, that is not as seamless. And I usually have two devices with me. That's another problem. Mm-hmm. So I have to have two phones because I have like a work one that's constantly blown up. So then I Walter say, okay, White. Google. That's another reason I don't use it is because I almost always have a, a home around me. I got my wife's phone around. Like sometimes I'll say, okay, Google, and I got nine things go off. Like yeah. my NVIDIA Shield. So I, I can see You should be able to control content. that though. Within the Google Home app. They claim it. It takes a little customization. I, I But I've done the set. And, and it works, kind of. But it's still... Sometimes you just don't want to be filling with that crap, like, constantly. And so yeah. it, it's weird that instead of going into the settings, I've just got accustomed to squeezing my phone when I want the answer from my phone. I, yeah. I use it, I don't know, like 20 times a day. Like, I use it for almost every time I do a search. Well, I agree. Uh, I, was, I asked myself that question. Would I get it? Typically, I... I'm the type of guy that like will buy a phone like every two years just because it's usually when you see enough innovation going on uh, and, and most of it is hardware historically. This last time I did go from the Pixel and right when the Pixel 2 came out, I mean, it took two months and I had the Pixel 2. And I think the reason for that is just because the Pixel 1 did have a lot of flaws. It was a great phone, but yeah. it was Google's first stab. It's like, it would be nice to at least get water resistant and, uh, you know, a, a bezel-less phones, so to speak. So there's some things where they made some drastic upgrades from the Pixel to the Pixel 2. It seems like the Pixel 3 isn't a big shift in the hardware, and that is, like you said, because of Google's focus on software. So it'll be interesting. I think this uh, this innovation that Google, with the focus on AI and on super smart software, it's putting less focus on hardware. Whereas Apple's still playing very much the hardware game. Although we'll get into that because, uh, they seem like they're stepping up actually. And Apple. Yeah. I mean, still trying to keep everyone enclosed in their ecosystem, but they're putting more, I mean, they've totally read it. Apple maps. Yeah. They are getting um, Apple's. I mean, Apple's still a great experience and that's the big thing they have going for them is the ecosystem that people uh, love. iMessages was always like a lot of videos I watch, you know, what's preventing you from switching over from from iPhone to, to Android? And often it's iMessage, which iMessage is still the superior chat uh, experience, but I think Google's making steps, hopefully, to get there. If they, can, if they do what they say in the right way and they pull it off efficiently, uh, I think you'll see a lot more people switch over but uh last night i was on uh, the tech audit tv instagram account and i asked you folks if you had any questions for today's show I had a couple come in one of them was uh, from kiva gordon uh, how big do you think igtv will grow we kind of talked about that i think it'll yeah. be a slow growth uh definitely more successful than you know snapchat's stab at video i think even more successful than facebook um, but it's not going to be anywhere near. Let me, let me put a caveat on that. If they, YouTube. if they monetize, if they make monetization of quick posts, so basically the, the equivalent of stories, which is kind of what it is, right? Only they're permanent. If they make it so I can get paid 
for making a quick video, it will blow up big time. It just still won't compete or replace with YouTube because they, so I, so I hope it doesn't but who sound wants like to watch an ad for a quick video. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they, I don't know how they figure that out, but they might, I mean, it, cause right now they have ads that kind of integrate with stories, but it's not really a, it's, it's in between stories. So you're watching right. one person, five stories, all of a sudden an ad comes up and then you're moving to, so who do you contribute that to? It could be a watermark. Like, I don't know how they're, I'm saying if they can figure it out, if they can figure out a way so your average person doesn't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to sign up to start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they can integrate seamlessly, this is where Square is taking over the freaking world, is they have the ability to do whatever they want because they can, they've gone into so many areas. But what if, what if they had their own Venmo or Square type cash app where they could just start paying, you know what I mean? It's already set up, you're already verified. And it's just like, hey, thanks. Bunch of people watched your videos today. We mm -hmm. ran this many ads. Here's some money. And you never even had to sign up. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, if anything, you just opt out. If they, they, they could pull something like that, and that would be a game changer. Because all of a sudden, everyone would be like, oh, crap. Yep. I'm, I'm going to start making way more short videos. It's just never going to become... like it, No matter how big it gets, I think, if anything, it will just benefit youtube in the sense that it'll kind of differentiate between the two of them it will clean most of the crap out of youtube and make youtube's focus even better and it'll just become a different animal yep yeah i think the easy way to that is uh they gotta find a way to integrate podcasts and like make instagram like imagine if there's just like a headphone button there and you click it and now it's like a discoverable way because yeah. right now like i mean the closest is probably itunes in terms of like a big platform with discoverability, but even still it's like big time podcasts who get a lot of reviews, like the little guy who has a really good podcast, but unless he gets a ton of reviews, um, they're never going to be seen. And so I think if they had something where you can actually see what's trending, like, Oh, 13,000 people are listening to this episode right now. Even if the episode's not live, it's just like, you actually see like, Holy crap. Like this is the trending content. Yeah. That would be like a whole new way of discovering because that's podcast's biggest problem as fast as it's growing. It's it doubled last year from the year before in terms of usage. And uh it's this this huge growing medium, yet you have to like find out from people like what do you listen to? Oh, I listen to this. Oh, you gotta listen to this. Yeah. And that's how you find podcasts. Dude, that's another huge thing. I don't know why Google and I hope they figure this out is can Google why not just copy your YouTube platform already and make it so I don't, okay, I don't have to go find my own advertisers, which right now is pretty much the only way to make money on podcasts. Yeah. So you've got to wear another hat of going out and finding or join a group that does it for you. But like, if you could just podcast and get compensated for it, that ad, that by ads that Google puts in automatically before. Yep. And to me, it's just like, they already have everything. I don't see how that would be hard at all. Mm -hmm. Well, I keep seeing, I get emails all the time. Like there's like all these startups with the same thing. It's like, now you can monetize. Like you just upload your episode. You pick where you want the like commercials to go. Cause you can even say like, Oh, after, uh, well this up to you brought to you by, and then you can stop talking. Uh, and then just make sure that, okay, at 14 minutes and 52 seconds, play this. And, uh, but I look at it, it's like, well, now I have to hope that you are able to go out and find advertisers, which right. no one's heard of you. So I'm probably going to get the same like crappy company that no one's, no one cares how about. How many people are listening through there? Yeah. You know, it's not going to be on every one of your, 
Yeah, so that's where it'd be nice. Like, man, Google has the capability yeah. of I feel like, like to add this into AdWords category within YouTube. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just understood that there's no video attached to it because it says podcasts on it, and we know yep. what podcasts are. And then it just runs the same way. It's just an audio ad. Like it just seems. I don't know. Maybe there's something we're missing, but it seems so obvious. YouTube and, and they would own it. It would crush if they did that, and Apple didn't instantly do it. Also. Well, even Apple did it. Apple doesn't have the social platform. Yeah. That, well, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, there's apps. Like, you, I'm sure there's a million startup founders. Not there's, there's a million people listening. But if they listen, they're like, I'm already doing this with my app. My app does exactly this. The problem is, is you don't have a billion active users but that's like most, Instagram has. Would you has. say most people are still listening to their podcasts on Apple? They've got to have the biggest. Yeah, Apple and um, Google Play are big. Uh, you have others like Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Yeah. Like, so why can't Apple? Like, That's just where people go for podcasts. It's, when I say why can't, it's not like I'm talking about like the little you know, software company with five guys who are already just pulling their hair out trying to keep everything going. Yeah. And, and we're judging them and saying, why can't? These guys have like their own miniature planet under a glass globe. You yeah. know, they invented their, they, they, they made that, you know, they like patented their own pizza box for their cafeterias that keeps pizza fresher and crisper for their employees. I've not heard that. Yeah. They patented their own freaking pizza box and they can't figure out a way to say, Hey, click this button and we will automatically add ads to the start of your podcast and we'll pay you this portion of it. Yep. I, I'm sorry. That just does not sound hard to me. With the resources they have. Yep. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's interesting. And I can't think of how that could possibly hurt them either. Because all you got to do is make it so people who don't want to do it opt out, you know? Yep. But anyway, I think there's, it, it doesn't it almost make it seem like there's some sort of like grand scheme out there where like for some reason these guys, these the, the top media mogul, the, the people who want to control what you do with your phone and computer, they see a problem with podcasts. I think that's what it is, is they don't like. Perhaps. Maybe they can't make as much, and so they don't want it becoming as big, and that's why they're keeping it harder to monetize because it seems easy to monetize. It just can't, maybe it's just not as much for them. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's some politics behind it. Yeah, it's like, well, we can shove three ads into a, you know, or at least one ad into a five-minute YouTube video, but we can't get more than one or two into a three-hour podcast. So we'd rather just never monet. We just hope that never gets monetized. Yeah. We just don't want you guys listening to those. I don't know. Well, hopefully something happens. YouTube, Instagram, if you're listening, just do it. We don't even, we don't even expect a royalty. Just do it. Make our lives yeah, better. Take our idea. That's what I'm saying. I think they had, they're smarter than us. So they've had this idea. There's a reason they're not doing it. <laughs> I'm sure. We'll There's have to get reason. one of them on the show. So that's uh, our weekly conspiracy theory. Yes. Oh, uh, I just got to talk like, uh, Alex Jones here. And, uh, Google, you listening? I wish I had a video here so I could take my shirt off and show you guys how strong I am. <laughs> We're all on the same team, so. All right. <laughs> um, uh, so we got time for one more question here. This one came from um, Raul. I'm not even going to try to pronounce your last name just to save uh, both of us the embarrassment. But uh, Raul asked, what do you think about the rumors about the 6.1-inch iPhone? Have you heard about this? Well, first off, Raul's would not be embarrassed for having his last name. You would be embarrassed for Correct. being incapable of pronouncing it. Yes, yes. Well, I don't want to pronounce <laughs> it, and people think that's his last name, and then Raul's embarrassed. I see what you're saying. 
So if, if people think he has a silly last name, yeah, don't get all politically when correct he on me. Actually, I'm just giving you crap. That's my job. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, the 6.1 inch phone, iPhone. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, yeah, it's too big. Well, we'll wait to hear this. So here's how it works. I, that's what I, my, that was my first thing. I haven't heard anything specific about 6.1. I heard 6.1. I'm like, oh, that's a big phone because. Uh, I believe the iPhone, sorry, the, the Pixel 2 XL, which is the biggest Pixel phone, is a 5.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, just barely over the iPhone X right now is 5.8, which iPhone X, I feel like, is just like perfect size. I really don't want to go any bigger than this. And I've got big hands. It's fine when you're doing two. It's great, especially if you're watching shows. Obviously, it's a better experience. But as soon as you're like laying down or you're, you, you, you can only use one hand because you're holding someone else. A small baby yeah uh, and you're trying to get some work done it's just a pain in the butt to get and i can't figure out if apple i know apple has like the double click and then it moves the whole screen down mm-hmm. i can't see anything like that for android like kind of a one hand mode it'd be nice if they like made some shortcut where like then the whole screen just pushes down and i can quick hit a button and then it pops right back up. That'd I wouldn't be, nice. be shocked if that was already in there. Because, I mean, the you, know, I, you can move the buttons left and right to make them easier to hit. Yeah, I've seen that. And you can do one-touch zoom. But I haven't seen anything to, like, actually shift the whole screen well, down yeah, to, like, a thumb range. That's the one-touch zoom. How do you do that? Well, we don't have time for that, but you can do it. Okay, well. You can turn it on. After the show, I'll have to have you show me. Yeah, there's a one-touch zoom. There's a, you just hold and press, and it just zooms in, and then it makes it easier for you to just quick scroll down to that area. Hmm. Well, uh, here's the summary, the, 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 sh- the, sh- the short version. So iPhone X is supposed to kind of continue that line. I don't know what they're going to call it yet, but they're going to have two of their premium phones. They're going to have the 5.8 phone, just like they have the, the iPhone X right now. And then they're going to have the plus size right. and that's going to be 6.5. That's huge. 6.5. They're both going to be OLED screens. Uh, so 5.8 and then now a new 6.5. I think this will be Apple's biggest phone. And those are going to be both like stainless steel phones, 3D touch, uh, you know, the whole shebang, the you know, full screen, edge to edge, all that stuff. But then the rumor is, and it seems like it's pretty well, quote unquote, confirmed based on leaks, is that uh, Apple is also going to release a third phone that's going to be more of a budget phone. Right. And that's going to be 6.1. So it's a little bit bigger than the 5.8. It's not as big as the the plus size, but it's going to be an LCD screen. Uh, It's going to have three gigabytes of RAM instead of the four gigabytes. Uh, It's going to be made of aluminum and instead of the stainless steel. And the edges, like it's just going to be a little bit thicker bezels around the edge there. So I guess the question from our rule, Raul is based on information, what you know about the 6.1 inch phone. Uh, what do you think about that? Smart move, smart move by well, Apple. I've seen the, I've seen the mock-ups, which it's hard to tell because the mock-ups never look as good as what Apple actually comes out with. Yep. Their products just, I mean, it, again, we've, we've said this undeniably, they're always awesome looking. Um, so it's going to look awesome. Even if it's lower yep. quality stuff, LCD is still awesome. OLED's better, but yes, LCD, it still looks great. So that's if it's priced right, which I think it's going to be a little cheaper. It seems like it'd be a great option for people. To me, I think the only reason they're doing the point one is because they always have you always have to be able to say like, you know, the biggest ever. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They've got to have that like ability to say like, oh, this is bigger than that. But I would rather see. I, th- I just think we've already hit like the screens are so big and useful. I'd rather see getting it to the point where it's like. 
I have a six, 5.8, whatever. And then the rest of the phone is smaller, like easier to hold in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I really liked about the Pixel 2 over the Pixel 2 XL over the Pixel 1 XL was that the width went down and not, and even though it's not a ton, it made it way easier to hold. Um, yep. So I, to me, the screen getting a little bit bigger was nice, but it getting more easy, keeping a big screen and making it easier to hold. That was a much bigger deal to me. So mm-hmm. who knows if it, I guess either way they could make it really, maybe it's going to be so bezel-less that it'll be super easy to hold, but they could still go stick with 5.8 make it more bezel-less than even before and make it more easy to hold. Like, I think that's a, I, I think the convenience, more people are becoming aware of that that's what they want. And the, the big screen size is less and less like appealing, but we could be wrong. I'm guessing the bottom line is they've probably done a ton of research and the ability to say that the phone, that the screen is bigger probably matters for sales. Yep. Well, and uh, I, I mean, this isn't Apple's first attempt at more of a budget phone. And when I say budget, this isn't even really budget compared to what was it called the uh, the iPhone 5C or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which was such a terrible choice of name. It was a terrible choice Just because I mean somebody in their internal team had to realize, oh crap, people are gonna say I, the five crap. They're gonna call it the five <laughs> crap instead of five color, which so many people did. Like, yeah, or cheap. Yeah, the cheap cheaper crap is what I heard mostly. Yeah, I heard cheap a lot. It's just a bad choice. Uh, according to, I mean, MacRumors.com, which is a pretty good uh, site with, they kind of have, they keep a page pretty updated with their latest rumors and stuff. The 6.5 is expected to be pr- priced at uh, around 900 to 1,000. 5.8, which is what the iPhone X right now is, uh, that'll be priced around 800 to 900. And then the 6.1 LCD phone will be priced supposedly somewhere around the six to $700 range. So, so they, they actually- um, I haven't the seen the iPad mini. Well, the iPad, because wouldn't this cannibalize? I'm sure, but I think their sales are already being cannibalized by just I wonder like, if this is a phones. step. I wonder if this is a step to just get rid of the mini, but the mini is a different aspect ratio than the phones, right? I think so. Yeah, the it's mini's wider. more of like a three. Yeah, it's like a. I wonder if the 6.1 specifically, as opposed to just six, has something to do with trying to hit a, a certain aspect ratio. Yeah, it is interesting. Because um, this is what people don't realize is you don't really, because everybody's not on board with the same aspect ratios, videos don't come out the same. So you often don't get the full benefit of your screen yep. because most content is not taking advantage of optimizing for the five different aspect ratios there now are. Mm-hmm. Before, it was everyone was the same. You know what I mean? Yep. Or, or there was two. It was like, what, 16, 9, and you know, three, four, basically something like that. Mm, I forget four, three. Now there's like five different common aspect ratios. Yep. And it's kind of pissing me out. That's the point is like, I feel like these guys are all like, I don't know. I have to do the math on those or read about it, but yeah, I hope that they're trying to get back to a standardized ratio as opposed to making it all weird. Yeah. What is interesting that, uh, they're not getting, it seems like Apple's kind of toning down the price because they got a lot of flack for that. I mean, cause now essentially you're getting a better iPhone X, for eight to nine hundred dollars, that's cheaper than what the iPhone X sold last year, and this is going to be a better phone. So but they're cutting out the five. The remember how they were doing like the they've been like re-releasing. Yeah, like those ones. I've heard that's going to be cut. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything about that for this year, so they might stop the production. And now that they have this new phone, which is even a little bit bigger than 
the uh, 5.8 uh, and it's cheaper. It'll be interesting. But Apple's niche, I mean, Apple's thing is always going to be you've got to have an expensive phone because that's what everyone wants to get. They're buying it because uh, it's a status symbol. It's it's all about the hardware. And uh, I'm sure, like, yeah, they just got to, like, if I was Apple, yeah, software is the future. But at the same time, you have your audience. They want to spend money because they want to spend money. So give them a way to spend lots of money. Uh, they could have easily done the six point because now it's interesting because the 5.8 is a perfect size and you have the 6.5, which is the more expensive phone. So there's going to be a big dilemma with a lot of people where they know that the the phone that they're holding in their hand is the perfect size mm-hmm. and the 6.5 they would never get. But because it's now the more expensive device, there's an obligation as an Apple user. And that's got to be that one you of the can't, biggest phones on the you market. You can't sit down with your phone. And, and then someone else has a 6.5 and they paid more than you. Like, you're going to feel like an idiot. Oh, yeah. So it'll be interesting how Apple has <laughs> done that. How, I, how many people actually jump to 6.5 purely because of the price. are going to do it just for that, I'm <laughs> guessing. But you're right. There's so many people that just have to have. Yep. Like, they just have to have it. They don't know why. And then they're going to hate it. But they're like, they just have to. They're like, this isn't too bad, man. You just use two hands and it's a great experience. Yep. They just adjust. Anyway, well, we've gone long, folks. This is might be our longest episode, actually. We hit the hour mark. Hey, man. One Joe day Rogan we'll go two. three. Yeah, well, we don't have weed. We're weak sauce. Endless supplies to we are weak get sauce. us through. <laughs> I don't need weed. I got Diet Pepsi. Nah, I got Diet Weed. That right is here. good. It's out of a can, though. It's not as good. It's got to be out of the fountain. Really? Yeah. Hold on. You I'm, can cut this later, but Pepsi out of a fountain better than... See, I like Pepsi, but I can't stand... Pepsi does not do as good of a job generally keeping their fountains up as Coke does. Lately, I've been going to Maverick and uh, the Pepsi out of the fountain with just a little bit of a Pepsi cherry on top. You're a madman. So good. You know what I could see? I could see that being Maverick having their own program of keeping their machines up. You got to go to a well-established gas station chain. Someone who takes their drinks seriously. What about Hearts, man? Hearts is good. I love Hearts. So Hearts, ever, I go for What's the big Mountain one in Dare. Arizona? Is it Cutie? Uh, QT? Quick Stop? Uh, I don't know. Hey, if we have any Arizona or like uh, Southwestern listeners, that, yeah, there's a gas station chain down there that is like well known for people are just hardcore about They go there to get their beverages. Hmm. It's weird. It's like a religion. It's because it's so hot. You got to. It's the place to make money on soda. Yeah. But I have to admit, when I went in, I was impressed. Like their soda machines were like just pristine. They were so clean. Well, made me want to drink more poison. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. This has been fun. We'll be back now that my life is a little bit more in order. We'll be sure to be pumping out some new episodes. This has been a fun episode six, catching up on some tech. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on iTunes, take 30 seconds. Leave the show a good review. It helps the show a lot because discoverability, as we all know, sucks on iTunes. It's the only way people will find my podcast on iTunes if they don't already know uh, who Tech Audit TV is. This is your first interaction, your first time listening to the Tech Audit TV podcast. Check out the main show on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash TV or search Tech Audit TV or anything remotely similar, and I'm sure a video will come up. I'd love to hear your feedback on the show. If you have questions, submit them on Instagram, comments. That'd be great. If you're old school and you like the email, techaudittv at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next time.